Hi, and welcome to The Intersect. I'm Eric Tischler. Apt Associates tackles complex challenges around the world, ranging from improving health and education to assessing the impact of environmental changes. For any given problem, we bring multiple perspectives to the table. We thought it would be enlightening and maybe even fun to pair up colleagues from different disciplines so they can share their ideas and perhaps spark new thinking about how we solve these challenges. Today, I'm joined by two of those colleagues, Sarah Kozen and Lorene Jongola. Sarah is the Technical Project Officer on USAID's Integrated Community Agriculture and Nutrition Activity in Uganda and the Feed the Future Egypt Rural Agribusiness Strengthening Project. She provides intermittent support in market development and monitoring and evaluation for the Cambodia Harvest 2 Project and the Feed the Future Bangladesh Nutrition Activity. As co-lead of APT's Food Security and Agriculture Focus Area, she develops technical strategies for new business opportunities in agriculture, economic growth, and nutrition. Lorene is joining us from APT's Boulder, Colorado office. She's APT's project manager for USAID's C5 Plus One Adaptation Project in Central Asia. She also manages multiple activities under the USAID Climate Economic Analysis for Development, Investment, and Resilience Activity, or CEDAR. Through these projects, Lorene is working with governments in developing countries to provide support for adaptation planning and implementation in agriculture and other natural resources sectors. Thank you both for joining me. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us, Eric. Sarah, can we talk briefly about what you're doing with Feed the Future? Sure. Um, So in the past few years, APT has really been growing our portfolio um, in Feed the Future project funded by USAID. So we currently have a number of of really, really interesting projects that are merging interesting uh, approaches in market systems development, in social and behavior change, um, and in resilience. One project I'm working on um, is is based in Egypt. It's the Feed the Future Egypt Rural Agribusiness Strengthening Project. And we are working with agribusinesses and smallholder farmers um, and trying to incorporate small farmers into the supply chains um, of Egypt's already very developed horticulture sector. And it's really interesting work. That project just started six months ago, um, and we're really excited about some results that we're seeing. That's great. Uh, Lorene, how about you? You want to talk about what you're doing with CEDAR? Uh, yes, so the USA CEDAR project, we are working with multiple developing countries to support their national adaptation planning processes and to help them develop their national adaptation plans and uh, financing those plans. Uh, we're doing similar work through the USA's C5 plus one adaptation project, which is focused on the Central Asia region and where we work with the five Central Asia republics. Um, so through this work, we have a chance to work closely with um, decision makers to uh, prioritize their adaptation strategies in multiple sectors, uh, including in agriculture and other natural resources sectors. So, uh, Sarah, you want to talk a bit about how Lorene's work on the sustainability side dovetails with the work that you're doing? Yeah, so it's 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 incredibly germane and important. Um, so one of the um, intermediate results or expected results of USAID's and, and the U.S. government's global food security strategy um, is to increase productivity, um, especially through climate smart approaches. And what that means is um, you're trying to achieve um, increases in in yields and have ultimate impact at the at the farmer and at the smallholder farmer level, but doing that in a way um, that is still preserving um, and 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 protecting the environment to. Uh, 
as much of an extent as possible. Is that something you're typically tasked with, or is that usually another part of the pipeline? It can be both. Um, sometimes there are projects that focus specifically on um, conservation agriculture and climate-smart approaches and resilience specifically related to um, agriculture and climate intersects. Um, and other times... Um, uh, we see um, kind of a, a project like we have that's focused on um, productivity increases and kind of economic growth impacts merged into the same project. So, uh, Lorreen, how about you? Um, you know, are you, and obviously you, you're working on resilience and adaptation. How, to what extent are you working with uh, actual food production? Well, many of our current projects don't work directly in the field at the at the farm scale or at the landscape scale. Um, right now we're focused more on working at the national level with um, ministry staff, with uh, other technical staff who will be managing agricultural programs and adaptation strategies in the agriculture sector. Right, so is there room for you guys to team up then? It sounds like if you need to get closer to the people on the ground, literally, um, you know, how does that work with what you're doing, Sarah? Yeah, I mean, I think that we um, on, on our Feed the Future projects, on these uh, these agriculture oriented projects, we are um, we do do some work directly with governments in terms of encouraging policy dialogue or helping to um, get certain laws passed or help with implementation of certain laws. And so we do see um, our direct agriculture Feed the Future work working at that systems level as well. Um, but I think there are a lot more synergies that we can be drawing on, especially since um, our colleagues on, on the CEDAR project, for example, are working with governments directly to develop these national adaptation plans um, and ministries of agriculture have a seat at that table during that process. So um, more collaboration kind of between us in, in those processes um, will, I think, benefit projects kind of that are happening in both sectors. So, Lorraine, does that sound like an opportunity for you to sort of come to the table in a new capacity or new context? Absolutely. I think there is a lot of opportunity for um, working both at the, at the national scale or at the broader policy scale um, and, you know, bridging all of that work to the field scale. One of the things that I think is very encouraging about working in agricultural adaptation is that uh, we really understand the technical solutions to managing agroecosystems for environmental quality, um, for sustainable production, and for building resilience to climate impacts and adapting these systems to uh, climate variability and climate change. And, you know, it doesn't really matter if you're working in a cornfield in Iowa or a wheat field in Australia or um a sorghum field in the Sahel. You know, we really understand how to manage landscapes for environmental quality. And of course, the specific practices that you implement highly depend on the uh, landscape context, but we have a good understanding of how, how to manage these projects. So, you know, bridging the um, policy level and the decision makers and bringing them to the table to help manage the programs and build the institutional structures and processes that they need to uh, implement these highly effective technical solutions is uh, really a key area where we can we can join forces and where app can um, I think make a, a big difference. And Lorene, just jumping off of that, I think there are opportunities for us as well, just in terms of um, how we're approaching and measuring our, our success or, or our challenges on these projects. Um, for example, if we 
you know, are trying to increase productivity through climate smart approaches, I notice that on some of our projects, we aren't necessarily, um, you know, we're, we're measuring yield increases and, and adoption of new technologies. Um, but maybe we aren't drilling down into um, some of the, you know, more specific climate um, assessment or measurement methodologies that um, that folks on your team have been using. And so I think there might be opportunities for us to collaborate on that as well. Definitely, Sarah. I think that's a great point. And I think another encouraging uh, uh, aspect of working on agricultural adaptation um, is that you don't need long-term, expensive, um, highly complex monitoring and, evalu and evaluation systems to understand if agricultural conservation practices are effective. Um, you know, it's certainly useful to have those kinds of data, and in many sophisticated agricultural systems, um, we do have that kind of valuable data. But if we're working particularly in the international scene and working with developing countries, um, you know, they don't necessarily have the time or the resources to invest in those kinds of programs. But we, with a trained eye, can, you know, look at an agricultural landscape and understand whether our uh, conservation practices are contributing to climate resilience. And, you know, I think bridging some of those ecological um, monitoring and evaluation practices with some of the other, um, you know, human and social uh, evaluation programs that APT has in place, uh, you know, we could really have a really comprehensive approach to not only um, designing and implementing adaptation systems, but to monitoring and evaluating their impact. Very cool. So, um... I mean, that sounds like a pretty holistic take. Uh, is it safe to say that we feel like food security and environment should be coming to the table together maybe in the future, hopefully, and combine those skills for clients to help give them a one-stop solution? Definitely. That wasn't too tacky, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, great. Thank you both so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. Thanks very much, Eric. Thanks, Sarah. And thank you for joining us at The Intercept. Sarah and I were recorded live at App Studio One in Rockville, Maryland. Loreen was kind of recorded live. I mean, she was on a computer, but it definitely felt like she was with us. <laughs> <laughs>